We are proud to announce a new sponsor for this podcast, Augie's Locker Room. Augie's Locker Room, which is located less than a mile away from Notre Dame Stadium, was named the best Notre Dame's collectible shop in the country. This shop is amazing. If you are a passionate Notre Dame fan and are looking for that special Notre Dame piece to complete your rec room, Augie's is the place to go. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind rock knee items. They have an exclusive Joe Montana signed items. If Augie's doesn't have it in store, he will find it for you. Visit Augie'sLockerRoom.com or stop in at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. Augie'sLockerRoom.com or call 574-277-NDND. Sports Beat AM continues with the latest in Notre Dame football recruiting. This is the Blue and Gold Illustrated Recruiting Update with Mike Singer. Early signing period coming up tomorrow. Planted to talk to with Mike Singer, or talk about, I should say, with Mike Singer, recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Mike, let's start our discussion of in regards to a player that you've spent some time talking about during our interviews, that if there was maybe one guy that you might be uneasy about in this class of 2022, C.J. Williams, the California kid, wide receiver, I think he's listed pretty much across the board as a four-star, there was always that feeling, you know, he might be a player that looks elsewhere, maybe to a California school. Well, he announced on social media last night that he had decommitted. I guess I'll just ask you first, are you surprised this is the way things ended up? Not surprised um, because of everything you said. You know, we had been hearing for a few weeks now that, I mean, even before Lincoln Riley was named head coach of USC, that he was considering a flip to the Trojans and and staying close to home. And if not the Trojans, then UCLA. Um, So that's something that he really started to value here down the stretch. You know, so in that point, kind of looking at it from a micro sense of the past few weeks, yeah, you know, I've, uh, you know, it, it, it's not a surprise. But, you know, when you look back at, you know, his whole recruitment and think about him as a young man, I mean, super strong Notre Dame fit uh, from a great school in Southern California. I mean, it, it's it's a huge loss. I mean, there, there's there's no other way to put it. I mean, whether you want to look at, you know, his film looks great. His offer list, he had 50 in total. Uh, comes from a great school in modern day. The, you know, number one football program in the country right now per Max Preps. Um, an extremely strong Notre Dame fit. Someone who I think was going to, I don't know, Darren, maybe even start as a true freshman. Seriously. Hmm. Like he, I think he could have walked in there and been the starting slot receiver um, it, it's a it's a major loss for Notre Dame at a position of need, um, too. I mean, if Notre Dame holds on to Omarion Walker and signs Tobias Merriweather and all of their scholarship receivers come back, I mean, Avery Davis, if he takes a COVID year, if everyone comes back, nine scholarship receivers, and that's if they bat 100%. That's still only nine. That's a really low number. Um, I mean, CJ would have given him 10 um, and um, someone who I felt like could play right away. So, you know, we'll kind of see what happens on National Signing Day with, you know, Marion Walker in the receiver position. And then certainly think that there's a good chance that they would go out and get 
a third receiver in this class, um, whether that be via the transfer portal or, a, you know, maybe a high school receiver that fell through the cracks um, and, and signed him in February. Mike, is Michigan pushing hard for Walker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michigan's pushing hard for him. Um, you know, he was even supposed to be at Alabama a couple days ago, but I think that visit fell through. Um, yeah, I, if not Notre Dame, I think it would be Michigan for Walker, uh, which is interesting. Uh, like, well, LSU's the in-state school. Walker's from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Hmm. Like, I don't know. It was Brian Kelly calling him up. I mean, they had a good little relationship there <laughs> when, when Walker went up to visit Notre Dame. So, um, but yeah, I, I, it, it, I think it's going to be Notre Dame or Michigan, which is interesting. It's like, if you're going to, you know, leave, if you're going to decommit from Notre Dame, you'd think it would be something like CJ Williams where you choose a local school. Nope. Uh, Detroit's probably even you know farther <laughs> from, uh, from Ponchatoula than, than yeah. South Bend is. So, um, that's where we're kind of at with Walker. I mean, I was talking to people this morning. They, you know, still think it's going to be Notre Dame, um, but you talk to people at Michigan, and you know, mm-hmm. they, they they're thinking it's Michigan. So, who, you know, who will it end up being? You know, someone's getting lied to, I guess. So we'll see tomorrow. <laughs> Mike, let me ask you a real general question about National Signing Day in regards to this Notre Dame football team. I know people like you that analyze have thoughts on the major holes that a team like Notre Dame needs to fill with this particular class. And I'm sure the coaching staff looks at their list as well. Do you feel like for the most part that Notre Dame will fill some of the needs they had with this class of 2022 that will start signing tomorrow? It's the number one thing about national signing day and all these press conferences that the coaches will have across the country at all these schools is you know, feel like we had a great class and we met our needs. Everyone says they met their needs, Darren. But in my opinion, you know, I mean, let's just go through the board real quickly. I mean, if Drew Pine comes back, which I'm expecting, you only need one quarterback in this class. Steve Angeli, Under Armour All-American, really like him. I don't think they needed a second running back. Um, and, I, you know, Jadarian Price is a really good one. Let's skip receiver. We'll end with that. You know, tight end, they got two really good ones. Offensive line, they got five guys, all five of them All-Americans, by the way, uh, whether Under Armour or in the All-American Bowl um, in San Antonio. I think, you know, defensive line, I would like to see a fourth. That's one position I wouldn't be surprised um, if Notre Dame goes and gets some uh, developmental guy that uh, Mike Elston really likes for the February signing period. Linebacker, I think you can make an argument that it got the best group in the country. So defensive back and receiver are the two that, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, did they meet their needs uh, in, in terms of numbers? Because the talent of the guys they have are really, really good. I mean, if they sign a Morion Walker and hold on to Bias Merriweather, um, two All-Americans at that position. Um, but like I talked about earlier, the depth at receiver is not great there. On the defensive uh, side of the ball in the secondary, um, you know, Jaden Bellamy, Benjamin Morrison, Jaden Mickey, strong trio right there. But it would be a lot better if they could get Devin Moore back in the fold, the four-star cornerback uh, from Naples, Florida. You know, he's, you know, potentially going to Florida. You know, he... he essentially picked to visit Florida last weekend over Notre Dame. He could have officially visited either schools. I think him saying, I'll go to Florida instead of Notre Dame, 
might be an indicator of what he's going to do on National Signing Day. But, you know, we'll see if the Irish can, I would probably call it an upset at this point if they do win the recruitment. So, you know, I would have liked to see them get to, you know, that, that you know, four-man strong group. If they lose out on more, um, what do they do? Do they go to the portal? Do they take another high school defensive back if there's someone they like in the February signing period? I do think they take a, a portal guy at the safety position um, or, you know, just kind of a best overall defensive back. I, I think that's, um, I don't know if I would say more likely than not at this point, but that's at least what I would think would happen. Mike Singer, Recruiting Insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com on Sportsbeat AM. In your personal opinion, regardless of position, Mike, who do you believe is the best player in Notre Dame's class of 2022? Jalen Sneed. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Sneed from Hilton Head, South Carolina. Um, just a, a game breaker at the linebacker position. I mean, Viper, excuse me, uh, Rover, Will, um, kid can play either position. I mean, he, you know what? Heck, he could probably play Viper too. Like he, he has rushed off the edge uh, a good bit in his high school career. He is um, a freak. I've seen him in person, uh, I think three times and man, just a a disruptor um, can cover uh, tight ends and running backs, um, you know, can, um, shed blocks. He is a modern day sideline to sideline linebacker. Um, Matt Bayless. I mean, he, he's got to be really excited to uh, to to get Jalen Sneed into the weight room because I mean that young man with, with his athleticism and the way he you know hits the ball carry. I mean, this is it's a special football player and um, he's all about Marcus Freeman. He's all about Notre Dame. Um, he's going to be bought in, and he's going to be a special player. Who do you feel like might be the most undervalued member of this class of 2022? Is there a Joe Alt that you're already ready to be a fan club of, a guy kind of under the radar that you believe will turn out to be a big contributor to this football program? I mean, I got I got a couple. Okay. I mean, my, my, you know, Joe Walt was certainly my favorite recruit for Notre Dame's 2021 class. I've been kind of vocal about that, right? The the year before, my so my first year covering Notre Dame was the 2020 class. Drew Pine was my guy. Love Drew Pine. Um, side note on him, um, like the the recruits when they spend time with like a quarterback recruit visits Notre Dame and they spend time with Drew. All all you hear is, is the that recruit and his family gushing about Drew Pine. I mean, Drew's just the best kid ever. I mean, you know, he's such a great young man. Um, 2022, that recruit is Steve Angeli, the quarterback. I mean, he's just got this it factor about him, the uh, maturity level for that young man, um, the football knowledge. He told me um, that he was uh, on the whiteboard with you know Jack Cohn was in the room Buckner Pine you know the, the rest of the quarterbacks and Tommy basically quizzed him up on the whiteboard to you know kind of test him out a little bit and you know heard heard uh, Steve did really well in that so um you know he's got good size I think he's going to be closer to 6-3 um you know when he starts his Notre Dame football career um and uh he's got a strong enough arm he's accurate I, I really like Steve Angeli at the quarterback position I think he's going to surprise some people um, you know, I, I don't know what the the future holds for the quarterback position, and um, you know, 
when Steve could potentially be the starter, bro. Whenever that time comes, I, I really like him. But the other one I want to mention real quick is Ashton Craig, likely an interior offensive lineman from Notre Dame from Lawrenceburg, Indiana. He's someone who's kind of fallen through the cracks um, in terms of fan interest because a lot of sites have him a three-star, uh, but one website called On3 has him as a, a four-star, I think top 150 player in the country. Like, I, I think he is someone um, who is going to surprise some people. He's going to be a good offensive lineman for the Irish. How about Justin Red for a second? Let's talk about the class of 2023. You have documented the talents of this young man from Bishop Gorman High School. I believe you went out to see him a couple of months yep. ago, and he is verbally committed to the Fighting Irish. Give our listeners a little insight on the possible impact of Rhett eventually when he gets to South Bend. Yeah, so that's one of the things. Like, the C.J. Williams news stings, but, like, do you remember just Friday, Notre Dame fans, Notre Dame got Billy Shrouth, you know? Yeah. And they beat out the local school, Wisconsin, for him. Um, Notre Dame, he will be Notre Dame's first uh, Wisconsin signee in 21 years. Just think about that. And then the next day they get Justin Rett, who at the Los Angeles Rivals camp earlier this year did a pretty darn good job in one-on-one -on -one coverage against Williams a good bit. Um, I mean, really locked him down. So Rhett is six foot, 190 pounds. He's physical. Um, he's got a re he's very strong, um, quick hips. Like he he's a really good looking player. Ran a sub four, five at the, at the Notre Dame Irish invasion camp in June in the 40 yard dash. I mean, the, the, he's a special football player too. I mean, um, I mean, there, there's no, you know, reason that, you know, he shouldn't have been one of the top recruits in the country and have all those offers. I mean, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, USC, Tennessee. I mean, he had some big-time scholarship offers. Um, I mean, it's – I mean, we've got a year until he signs, so Notre Dame's going to have to fend off schools um, to keep him. But, you know, that's where you want to be. You want to be have to have those big-time recruits to, to and fend off the other schools. That's how you know you're, you're recruiting the right guys. All right, tomorrow is the early signing period. So give us a little idea, Mike, what Irish fans should expect if they are subscribers to Blue and Gold Illustrated or maybe just someone that might be interested. What is your coverage going to look like tomorrow on social media, your website, et cetera? Yeah, we'll have a National Signing Day uh, central page if you go to blueandgold.com at I don't know when it, whenever you're going to have your coffee in the morning, whether that's six in the morning or, you know, if you're, if you're looking up at nine Eastern, like we'll, we'll have an HQ page for you. It'll be updated, um, you know, by the minute really with uh, all the updates of signees. Um, if, if I'm hearing anything uh, that's going on kind of last minute, I'll update it on that page. Some of it might be just for our, our premium subscribers. Um, but um, I don't know, maybe you'll be able to read in between the lines. Or, heck, maybe you'll sign up for this site for a, a quick right. monthly subscription and uh, see it, see if you like it. Definitely sign up for our newsletter, which you can find at the top of blueandgold.com um, to get any breaking news alerts sent to your email inbox. But for the most part, Darren, I'm not expecting it to be a wild, you know, a signing day for Notre Dame. But, I mean... I'm going to sit here and say I'm not expecting any surprises, but if, if it weren't, it, but if I was expecting it, then it couldn't be a surprise. So yeah. you, you just never know. I mean, um, 
I mean, my job is to not be surprised, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll, I'll be calling my sources all day to, you know, kind of see what's going on, but, um, should be rather uneventful. Um, Amarion Walker and Devin Moore, who we talked about, yep. those are the two big names to watch out for, um, tomorrow. Um, you know, the, the cornerback from Naples and then of course the, uh, receiver, uh, from Ponchatoula and, and Walker. So those are the two big names. Um, and then, of course, you, you want to avoid the negative surprises, too, yep. from, from Notre Dame's commitment list. 